Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Total Fitness Podcast. My name is Matthew. I'm Walter. And this week, which is week uh, 20 now, thank you for joining us for this long, is about insecurity in the fitness industry. And is insecurity a mask, or sorry, is fitness a mask for insecurity? So again, dive right in like we always do. Is fitness a uh, mask for insecurity, yes or no? No. I'll take that stand this time. You'll say, I, okay, that's fine. I'll take that stand this time. Um, again, there's fitness and there's fitness, right? So I think that uh, for most of the people that you see at the type of gyms that I work in, the big box gyms, it's not a matter of insecurity. It's a matter of socialization and a certain level of fitness. Um, because it, it's not as all-consuming as it can become. Mm -hmm. And I think that, therefore, that means that it, it's just a, a, a the natural part of life that says that the body needs to be healthy as well as the mind needs to be healthy as well as the bank account needs to be healthy, all those things. So I think right. that it's actually a really good thing in that respect. Um, when you get the... the people whose lifestyles are completely overcome by their fitness levels, then I have to ask what's driving them there. And it may be insecurity, right? Right. So, so I'll take the, the opposite side of that. I'll say yes before we get into, you know, the, the gray wow. area. I know. So, uh, like Walter's talking about, in the big box gyms, I mean, even my clients, my clients aren't looking to become... Mr. Olympia, they're not looking to become the best power lifter ever, all that sort of stuff. They just, A, want to get back into healthy routines, you know, rehabbing injuries. Their doctor told them. And yeah, there's a few people who are out there that insecurity drives them a little bit, but because, you know, they lack the confidence in their looks, but it's not the main reason that they're in it, right? It's still about health and, you know, they want their kids to be able to play with their kids and this and that, whatever. In terms of how it is a mask for insecurity, and I'm not saying it's like a full frontal, like 100%, you're insecure, so you're doing this. It could be 10%, 15%, 20%, as high as 90%, whatever. I'm not saying it's always 100%, though. Uh, and I'll just use myself as an example. Through bodybuilding, there's a level of dedication you have to do to actually get down to a certain body fat, and it's brutal. And... It's not for everybody. Not everybody can do it. Not everybody wants to do it, but not everybody even can do it, right? So you get to this point where you're 14 weeks into a diet and your brain's telling you eat something, stop doing this to you, and you got to keep pushing. But also in the back of your mind, it's there's two sort of thought processes that go on. Part of it is I need to do this because I want to be the best I can be. And the other one is I need to do this to prove to myself I can actually do this. And I always found whenever something you have to kind of prove yourself, even to yourself, not just to whoever, because I don't ever think you need to prove yourself to somebody else. It's always prove yourself to yourself, right? But that there's always some sort of insecurity there. I'm not talking, you know, the insecurities that you might, I can't take my shirt off in a, in a beach setting type of insecurity. It's more of a I need to show myself that I am this strong, that I can push through past these thoughts. So it's not that these insecurities are a negative. I feel they're actually almost um, a positive that 
you're taking that insecurity and using it as a driving force to become a better person. Where it does become, again, the mask is, you know, that, that whole thing, I can't take my shirt off at the beach because I don't want my fat rolls to show, or uh, my arms are too skinny, so I'm not going to wear a tank top. I mean, I had that when I was growing up. I never thought, and the reason was, was because somebody made a comment about my arms in a tank top once. And from that day on, I was just like, all right, no tank tops for me until I get bigger arms. Fine, I mean, even to this yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, even to this day, it's like, uh, should I really be wearing this? I'm like, and then I get over that thought, but whatever. But those thoughts are where, yeah, it becomes a definite mask because you're trying to prove to other people now that, yeah, I can wear this. Yeah, I look like this. I'm good enough. I'm better than you, kind of. And I think that, not that that is your main goal, to be better than somebody, but it's to be like, yeah, shut up because this is what I look like and this is what I can do. What can you do? Right. There's always that one. You're always trying to like one up what people think you can't do. And that's where that becomes a huge issue. And that's where the mental health side of things just becomes, you know, an explosion of uh, you got a lot to work on there. True. I think, too, that there are we go through phases in our lives. Um, the newly single. Yeah. I'm reminded when I was a hairdresser back in the 80s, um, there was a syndrome that I noticed, and that was the I just got a divorced syndrome. <laughs> so these women would come in with their nice little haircuts and their clothes because they had office jobs. I was living in Ottawa, very government run, the whole thing. Um, and gradually over the first year of being single, their hair would grow out long. They'd get the perm. They'd have the big hair. They'd start dating and stuff because they found themselves under that, with that mask. Yeah. Until they found somebody. Yeah. And gradually, they'd cut their hair shorter and shorter, and they'd turn back into the person they originally were, which is the, I think, the authentic self. Yeah. But they had to find this other dateable side. Yeah. And that was masking the insecurity. They didn't think they were good enough. They have to become this other person who was good enough to find a new mate, um, which yeah. is really unfortunate. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like I'm sure you probably had that experience as well. Like I've had that before, uh, you know, like after something like a bad a relationship ends or something, you always want to be like, there's always that term, the winner in the breakup, Yeah, which is just horrible, right? And when like my most recent breakup, I've never thought of like who is a winner and who is a loser it's just amicable i'll go my way you go your way if we be safe friends great if not then you know whatever but there's definitely the thought in my mind that i'm like i'm single now better get back into the gym like i was always in the gym but it's like better like lean down and show my abs because you know thirst trap instagram pictures why not i'm single now salesmanship yeah exactly and I, it's kind of what you're saying you know you, you grow the hair out you do the perm Maybe that dress you're wearing gets a little shorter on the thighs. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. It's like, yeah, you're just trying to show a less authentic version of yourself to sell yourself to whoever is buying, technically, right? Which, considering all the stuff we, we've talked about, about Instagram images and, and all that, it is a less authentic self because it yeah. is opposed. This, this is the reality of my life I'm going to show you as opposed to the messy stuff that's really there. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. 
and the gym can do that because we can allow that to change ourselves. hundred percent. Yeah. Right. And I think that like you're talking um, about timelines too, kind of right. Mm-hmm. I thought you were actually going to bring up the the age kind of difference because what I've noticed client wise, and you could probably talk about this better, but um, age wise, you have these people that all through their twenties were my metabolism keeps me skinny. I look so good. And then 30 years old, you hit and it's like, oh, my God, I just gained 25 pounds overnight. What the hell happens? I want to look back like then, but I hated myself like then. I want to be skinnier then, but now I just want to look like that. So get me back to there. And they're using this fitness and tighter clothes. And man, Lululemon leggings can do a lot for somebody's body. A tight shirt can do a lot for somebody's body, right? There's waist trainers that you can wear in your photos and Spanx, right? It's all why do you Manx? Yeah, literally. Why do you wear this stuff? Like waist trainers, some people like in your case, you wear it to sweat, add some sweat to the workout, right? And and just to be aware of my abs. Yeah, but which is totally fine. You're just wearing it in the gym though. You don't go around 24 hours a day wearing a waist trainer. (laughs) All right then, Barbe. Um, you don't wear a waist trainer 24 hours a day, right? Uh, so that's where it, it becomes an issue because if you're, if you're getting to the point where it's almost uncomfortable because you're so insecure, that's where I think it becomes more of an issue. Yeah. It should be, it, nothing should ever be comfortable if it's worth doing in my opinion. So yeah, obviously fitness is going to be uncomfortable, but you shouldn't feel uncomfortable going to the gym in a tank top and leggings because you know an extra fat roll might come out the side yeah right i mean that, that's the negative side that, that the new person coming to the gym can often feel and that's the thing that stops them from coming to the gym so yeah. that has to definitely be fought but when you've been going for years and you still feel that way then there's a definite insecurity issue that has to be dealt with yeah and sorry that was my whole point was again the age so you get even uh, you get to the point of the 40, 50 year olds, uh, men, and you've had this experience where guys come up to you while you're even lifting this weight. And they're like, Oh, back when I was in high school, 16 years old, I was squatting 500 pounds. It's like, that would have been a world record probably. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. Congratulations. But it's always a mess because their, their belly's out to here now. They can barely curl 10 pounds without straining. They can barely walk up a flight of the stairs without, you know, uh, getting winded, unfortunately. So it always goes back to this is what my high school days were. Or in my case, I've had this happen to me and you. They come up to you and they're like, should you really be lifting those weights? Like, this is the proper way to do it. This is how I do well, it. Or, or, you know, a man your age really shouldn't be doing that. You know, you should think about calming down and, and acting your age a little bit yeah it's, yeah there's no fucking way yeah. i'm going to do that when i mean i i believe that i have to watch my body obviously because i'm older um and be aware of things a little more but that doesn't mean i'm going to stop yeah that whole excuse of be aware of your age you shouldn't be doing that it's like so just because I'm over the age of 60, I shouldn't work out. Yeah. What sort of logic is that? Or when I was talking, I was talking to a friend just today about um, my 
I did 10K yesterday, and I did 10 flights up and down the stairs. There's a yeah. staircase, two stories high that I did. You shouldn't do that, you know. A man your agent with a seat in you, and you could just, heart attack, gone like that. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Thank you for your input. You know, if, if that's what's going to happen, that's what's going to happen. I'm not going to alter my life to make sure it doesn't happen. I quit smoking to make sure that it didn't happen because of that. But yeah. I'm not going to stop exercising because that might be the reason I die. Yeah. You know, and it goes fast. I'd rather it went fast anyway. So better than oh, anyway. low rocks. Well, it's also like how many studies back up exercising at an older age actually help you in terms of longevity. Yeah. Right? Exactly. But it's exactly what you said. Yeah, maybe deadlifting 500 pounds isn't the best option for you. But if you can do it, why not do it? If you're not hurting yourself doing it, if you're not throwing your back out, if you've actually exactly. built up your body to Unless sustain it. my form it. suffer. Because yeah. Of There's guys that are uh, 70, 77, I think, holds a world record deadlift of like 425 pounds or something like that. Wow. Right? Different. So it's like, it, it, and he is spry. He's, I mean, to do that, you have to be pretty, yeah. He's <laughs> like, he's bouncing around. He deadlifted it. He's jumping up yeah. and down. I'm like, so you're telling him he's in worse condition than somebody who has been sedentary all their life yeah. and is sitting at home on the couch? And it's, it's probably better. It's healthier for you to sit on the couch. Yeah. And no thank Obviously. you. Obviously. There's definitely but, no studies that show that lifting weights actually increases bone density and muscle mass. So, you you know, if you end up falling over, you don't break a hip or something. Yeah. Well, None of those studies exist out there. But why would you listen to a scientific study? Well, it doesn't seem like anybody nowadays listens to a scientific study, so who cares? <laughs> Just believe what you want. That's probably the yeah. truth. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it. It, it. When it comes down to it, unfortunately, you get a lot of people. I think a lot of people will start in the gym because they feel some sort of insecurity about their body. Even as you mentioned, yeah, obviously the health and the fitness side of things. But I still think a small, I don't think I've had maybe in the past, not this year, but 2019, I think I only had one client uh, assessment that actually said they didn't care about if they lost weight, if they gained muscle, anything like that. All they cared about was actually being healthier. Typically, there's always like, I want to be healthier. Uh, losing a couple of pounds wouldn't hurt either. Yeah. Right. There's always that little, that little thought in your back of your mind. Again, that 5% that's telling you, yeah, let's, yeah, I could, I could stand to look a little better before I go away on my trip. Is it bad to have that insecurity? No, because if you're actually doing something about it, then that's actually propelling you to become a better person. I always think yeah. it's again, where it stops you. And if it does stop you from doing certain things or even stops you from going in the gym and fixing it, then that's where we have the issue. Yeah. And unfortunately, I, yeah, I, I've dealt with clients who were like that, who could not go into the gym for mm -hmm. a while because they just felt so insecure yeah. and looked at in the gym um, that that had to be dealt with. And, and you know, we can work outside of, of the confines of the gym for a while until yeah. they but uh, uh, you can't really change that at first yeah i mean that comes down some more again with the mental health side of things like how you view yourself in your past again i wouldn't wear tank tops in the gym for years because i felt i didn't have the right to because i was told you don't have a right to 
um, that stuff doesn't just go away, especially it doesn't go away if you didn't realize like, oh, that's why I'm thinking like this. Right. A lot of people don't realize why they actually have these these uh, traumas or I guess you could say or these triggers. Sorry. Uh, so there's a saying, an unexamined life is not worth living. If you don't look at things, you don't know what's going on in your own head. Yeah. And you'll be driven by things that, that you have no control over. So yeah, exactly. Better to keep looking yeah. and ask yourself the questions. Ask yourself the hard questions every once in a while. Yeah, you have to. Because, again, if you don't, then you're going to be comfortable. And, unfortunately, that's not really worth much. No. Um, just going off that last point, too. You always hear people right around New Year's resolution. Hey, guys, don't worry if you feel like people are judging you for being too big, too small, for only doing five push-ups, not even being able to do a push-up. Don't worry about that. Nobody's judging you. They're all focusing on their own workout. Um, yes, to a certain extent, you have pretty much everybody in the gym just gives a shit about themselves. That's it's a very why mirrors. That's why they're mirrors. There's a lot of egotistical uh, people in there. But I will say this. Don't let this discourage you, though. There will always be one or two people in that gym who are judging you, are staring at you, and, hell, they may even come up to you and say something because they're that, that's just the people they are. But, again, don't let that discourage you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and don't let that insecurity, because that's really just their insecurities projecting onto you. Obviously, if it's like, hey, you know, I see you doing this. You could do a little bit better form if you did it this way. Totally fine. If they come up to you and they're like, wow, it's brave of you to wear that shirt into this gym. Like, then at that point, it's like, yeah. oh, okay, thank you, sir. Uh, unless, but, unless you're in Boston and it's a Habs t-shirt. <laughs> oh, better yet, wear a uh, Toronto Maple Leaf shirt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, again, don't let that kind of be the discouraging factor. Uh, especially with once quarantine's over, you know, you're going to have tons of people who either a just never really went to the gym regularly, probably going to flock back in very generous styles. And then the people who realize I probably should start taking better care of myself. They will start going back to the gym. Don't let, like if you're one of these people and you already have these insecurities of being judged, just try to push that aside. And again, look into yourself and ask yourself these questions of, why do I feel so insecure about this? Was it my ex-boyfriend 25 years ago that told me, wow, that bathing suit is a little tight on you, and that's been carrying over for those 25 years? As it does. you got to look back at these, right? Definitely. Yeah. And, uh, and keep going anyway. I mean, whatever took you to the gym in the first place, whatever drove you there, the why that brought you there, should be the thing that's forefront of your mind. Yeah. Not what other people are thinking or what other people are doing. You're letting them rent. Here I go. This is cliched, but you're letting them rent space in your head for free. Don't Yeah. have, have uh, the autonomy to be able to say, it's my life. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. This is better for me. And I'm going to go. Yeah. And maybe you're slow at first. Maybe you can't do as much at first. Nobody can do everything right. The first time they do it. Nobody. And any of those big guys at the gym, if whatever they're doing, they probably walked in the gym at one point. Look at you being a skinny little kid who didn't quite know what to do. Yeah. So don't look at them. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's that's just it. Look to them for inspiration, maybe, if that's how you find inspiration. Um, but don't just, yeah, don't go in there thinking that, oh, my God, they were born like that. Nobody was born like that. Even the guys with amazing genetics. Maybe, yeah, sure, they probably had it easier than you. But should that stop you from trying to get to where you want to be? And maybe they had it easier than you did while they were in their teens and early 20s. Yeah, that's it, right? You know, because you can go only go by the genetics for so long before you start going like, am I eating right? Am I lifting right? What can I do to improve it? And exactly. if you don't ask those questions, you're not going to get there. Yep. Right? Yeah. I mean, exactly. You're trying to improve your game. Yeah, always. You're not just resting on your laurels, right? So. Well, that's that's literally the whole point, and I think people forget that is you're always trying to improve no matter what. Your goals will always change. If your goal stays the same, you need to find a new goal. Exactly. Okay. But that's it. That's my spiel for today. If you have anything else, that. Right. I don't. I think that sounds good. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Uh, so thank you again for watching. If you guys have any questions, uh, so we're actually doing. We have one more planned uh, podcast that we're going to do next week. Then the week after, we're going to do a Q&A. So if you guys have any questions, please DM Walter or myself. Write them in the YouTube comments below, uh, Facebook, anything like that. By all means, just send them our way. Thanks for watching. See you all later. Wash your hands. There you go. And if you guys have been paying attention to our Instagram as well, our week two progress. So we're, uh, we're 12 weeks out as of today. So week two will be going up on Monday. So you can see how far we've come in a week. It's not going to be much, but it's still, you know, follow along to our workouts with nine us. Nine pounds. Yeah, Walter's down nine pounds. I was actually up two pounds because I increased my food, so that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you. I know. <laughs> Anyways, guys, take care. Hope you have a great okay. week. See you all Bye -bye. later.